Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Travel and Tourism Podcast, my first season. Very special guest today. She worked with Club Med from 1996 to 1998. Her first season was in Copper Mountain during the fall of 1996. Get this, people. She started out as a reception geo, transitioned to yoga instructor, and then assistant choreographer, all in the same season. She is originally from Atlanta, Georgia, now living in beautiful Marina Del Rey. She is the one, the only. Please help me give a warm my first season welcome to Ouija Whitmore. Ouija, <laughs> how are you? Hi there, Greg. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great. good. Thanks for coming on. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and so sharing, yeah, sharing your story, and then you know, usually we go far back, so we're gonna have to go as far back as your name. Okay, you're the only one <laughs> I've ever met named Ouija. Okay, so if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners, how did your parents, your mom, wh whoever named you, like what happened there? <laughs> yeah, so so it is my given name, and uh, I get that credit all to my mother. Her, she had a very good friend growing up from elementary school, you know, all the way up through high school, a girl named Louisa, and everybody called her Ouija for short. And it was kind of like Wheezy on the Jeffersons. But for this girl, it was Ouija. And my mom just thought it was an adorable name. So she skipped Louisa and named me Ouija. That's funny because I've worked with a Louisa for the last 14 years and never did it occur to me. I mean, I have a nickname for her and it's not that, but it never <laughs> occurred to me to call Louisa, my coworker, by, by Ouija. But okay, that's uh, yeah. very, very, well, I'm sure you've never met another Ouija yourself, correct? I have not. No. Okay. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks, yes. thanks mom. Okay. And now, he also didn't realize I'd be, I would be explaining it every day of my life. <laughs> yes, because people obviously thought it's not real, it's fake. Um, and right. then, of course, you probably have to endure endless seance jokes, I'm sure. And <laughs> right. by the way, there is always someone moving that triangle, people. Okay, I've never played, but someone has to be moving it. But anyway, let's move on from there. Normally, I go, you know, way back, but you, not long ago on your Facebook, you posted the most damn interesting <laughs> video which I couldn't believe I was seeing. Uh, it was Millie Vanilli talking to the Mickey Mouse <laughs> Club in, was this Orlando, Florida? That was in Orlando, yes. And you were in the audience. Don't worry, uh, listeners, I will be posting this video with her episode because this is fascinating. And you asked a question to, I can't remember their names. Was one Rob and the other? Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I can't even well, remember. Well, one, one was really doing mostly all the talking. And when you watch the video, like, you can see one is like, okay, I'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll handle all the questions. So this is incredible. So now were you part of Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah, uh, somewhat. Yeah. I was a regular on the show. They had, you know, the regular cast, which was their core group of kids that were very talented. Awesome group of kids. Were you there? Sorry, were you there at the same time as Ryan Gosling? Or was, or, or, I was like, or, not. That was okay. a little bit after me. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. Okay, sorry. Go on. No, I was there, yeah, probably in their first and second season. And uh, yeah, so they had, you know, the local kids that would come and we would uh, get to miss school and we'd do all different kinds of skits and dance numbers and just funny little uh, things. And it was just so much fun. So much fun. Now, were you crushed when you found out that Millie and Vanilli were lip syncing? But yeah, I think we were pretty surprised. And actually, my sister is the girl right after me. And she's the one who asked them what was the most uh, embarrassing thing that ever happened to them. Oh, that's and it right. Was, <laughs> it was shortly after that it came out that they indeed were. Oh, boy. Losers. <laughs> your uh, your sister was had a crystal ball there or something. Um, right. Okay. And one of them, but yeah, looked like he didn't want to be there. And now that you think about it, like he probably, uh -huh. it was probably dawning on him. I can't do this anymore. I can't exactly. pretend. Wow. That's right? fascinating, man. Like this is crazy. Yeah. And you also danced from a very early age, correct? Since four years old? I did. It was something I just knew from the, the moment that I could walk. I, I knew that I wanted to dance and my mom put me in my first class at four years old and the rest is history. That was ballet? Yes, that was ballet. Jazz and lyrical, correct? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I did all kinds of dance dance throughout the years. I would say my my biggest strength was ballet and point. And were our ballet rehearsals as grueling as I see in uh, movies like Center Stage and whatnot? Well, I don't know. I, I disagree with those. I think they add a lot of drama in because at the end of the day, Dancers do what they do because they love it. 
Uh, I don't think any dancer goes into that career thinking they're going to become really rich or, you know, it's not glamorous in any way. It's because it's something you truly love. And when you're doing something you, you love, you never work a day in your life. That's true. You're right about that. <laughs> so, so it didn't feel that way to me. I loved, I loved being in my rehearsals all the time. Okay. So at what point did you hear about Club Med? Like, were you still in Atlanta? Where, where, how did you find out about I, Club Med? Yeah, I was actually in Orlando and a friend of mine had planned a vacation to uh, Club Med Cancun. And I guess the friend that was supposed to go with him, the plans fell through and he had an extra ticket. So I said, sure, I'll go oh. down. I had no idea. I had no idea what Club Med was. I had never heard a bit about it. I had no idea what to expect. You remember what year this was? That was probably end of 95 or the very beginning of 96. Okay. So you were a GM and you saw what all the GOs were doing and you were like, I'm in. Absolutely. Okay. Now (laughs) did you, how did you apply or did you apply? Well, you know, this was the 90s, so it was very different from today. We didn't have internet where you could just look up the job and apply immediately. Um, Everything was snail mail. And I didn't really even have the address to, I think, the headquarters in Port Port St. Lucie at that time. And oddly enough, within a few weeks of, of coming home of that trip, a newspaper ad popped up in Atlanta and a friend of mine saw it who I told about my experience and told me about it and said email your your resume right now <laughs> wow newspapers we're going way back people okay um, I know oh my gosh I'm revealing my age <laughs> well no you're not you're not the first to mention the uh, the newspaper ad I've never seen one but uh, yeah. it seems to be more in the states than Canada how long since from the time you sent in your your resume like how long did how many weeks, months later, it did you get a call? Very, it was very quick. Really? I was, I was so surprised at how quick it was. Yeah, uh, I think it was a matter of weeks. I mean, it was very quick. And I had my first phone interview. Phone interview. Do you remember who interviewed you? I believe it was Linda Sinkowitz. Okay. Did you have to go in for a sit-down interview? I did. I did. Where? Then Where? They, they, Sandpiper. Oh, Sandpiper. Okay. They invited me down to Sandpiper. And uh, so my mom and I drove down there and I met Linda and we had a great interview. She asked me if I would walk around the village clucking like a chicken. And I immediately did. Wait, 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 wait. wait. This is true. (laughs) This is true. She said, what would you do if I asked you right now to to walk around the village clucking like a chicken? And I got up and I just started clucking and walking. (laughs) I, I've never, I've listened to so many interview stories. I haven't, that's a new, that's the first. Wow. Okay. Really? Yeah. No, no. You're the only one to have gone through this, but I, I, I see what she was doing. I just never No, You're the first in like 80 interviews that someone said they had to do that's that hilarious. in the village. Oh, it was great. I think, you know, more than anything, she just wanted to see how go- outgoing I was. Wow. And uh, did you get the job immediately after that? I hope. Uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now, did you know, or did you ask what, like, did they ask you what you'd like to do? Or did you ask them, can I do this? Oh, like, yes. No, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I, you know, after being in Cancun as a GM, I, you know, became friendly acquaintances with the whole entertainment department and, you know, the choreographer and was like, wow. So you're telling me I can come to Club Med, I can travel and do what I love and like, get paid too. <laughs> and they were like, yes. So, it, you know, as soon as I interviewed, I told them immediately, I, I want to become the choreographer. Okay. And then they told well, you they were something like, well, else, that, right? Well, okay. that, that's promoted from within. Yeah. They said that, okay. was, you know, at that time, you know, a choreographer was also the head of the entertainment department pretty much. And um, so it was, it was something that was promoted from within. But I said, cool, well, whatever job you want to put me on, I'm fine doing and so I'll, you, I'll work my way up. So you go to Cancun, you're you're in Sandpiper in Florida, you, you have dreams of the Caribbean and they send you to a, a snow village. Am I getting this right? <laughs> So true. Oh my gosh. Okay. Because <laughs> you're, 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 you're from, you're from the heat. You're from Atlanta. You're in Florida. Yeah, uh, and now they're I going. I forgotten about this. 
Oh my gosh. So, you know, I, I was so excited. I was telling everybody in Florida, I'm, I got hired at club med. I, you know, I'm getting ready. I had my bikinis out, my Daisy Dukes. I I was ready. And I had never been really above sea level in my life. I mean, not really. I had definitely never been in the mountains and people would joke with me. Like, so what, what happens if they call you and they're going to send you to that one American zone cold village? And I said, there's no way, there's no way, no way. Why would they, what am I going to do in a cold village? Well, surely enough, they called and said they were sending me to copper. And I think I had three days before I was flying out and I literally had to go with my parents and get a wardrobe. I didn't even have a jacket. Now, judging by one of the photos you sent me, it looks like you held on to one of those bikinis, right? <laughs> of course I did. God bless you. <laughs> um, um, if, I, if I have your permission to use that photo uh, when I publish your episode, that would be great. Thank you. Of um, course. Okay. Of course. So, yeah. and then they start you at the reception. So did you like doing that? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it was a cross through job for me. I knew that like I was willing to do it as long as they had to, and I'm good with people. So it, it was a good fit, but I had my eye on the prize and I really, really, yeah. really wanted to be a credit. So let's, tr- let's try and place copper 96. Who is the chief of village? Carlos Castro, the one and only. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. And he was an amazing first chef de village. I cannot, say that enough he was um just wonderful a great leader a great friend and to have him be so into the arts as i was was just a really great fit you know as a chef de blanche for me and who was your like head of reception i guess they call it back then like the person well, in charge yeah, of... it, was, it was just Janair. oh think. that's right okay that's right yeah, yeah. That, that yeah, and that, <laughs> that was Steve Kahn. Who you oh, it was? Yeah, oh. yeah, that he recently uh, interviewed. Wow, so you had a good you got a good first season with Carlos and Steve. Wow. I did. It was a really great start off, for sure. Okay. So now how explain how, how you can transition. Like, I guess you were doing reception and, and yoga instructor at the same time? Yeah. So what happened was, is, you know, ulti- like, like immediately upon arrival, I'm like, where's the choreographer? okay yeah so you're one of those geos that immediately said i want to be in every show right instead of yes yes. that's other ones that were hiding from the choreographer okay you immediately who was the choreographer yes i i wanted uh, to go and introduce myself to joey templin ah wait the joey templin future chief of village from australia yes sir okay all right Wow. And um, I, yeah, I just I wanted to meet him immediately and let him know that I was there, whatever numbers he needed, you know, support in. I was willing. I was able. <laughs> and uh, he was very glad because, like you said, many geos are not like that. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, so I was working reception during the day, eating dinner and then immediately going, getting ready for the shows, doing them every night. And then rehearsals every night and really burning the candle on both ends with that. And, uh, you know, then also took on warming up skiers in the early morning. And um, with, with the yoga, you mean like you did you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no there's no chief of sports in a ski village. So who do you approach to to offer your services? for it yoga? Was, it was it was actually it was uh, Carlos and, oh, okay. and Joey came up with it they just thought that would be a nice addition to what was happening for the skiers and something i was willing to do wow so do you remember a lot from your first season like the first week were you a fish out of water but since you'd been a gm you knew what to expect any culture shock besides the the minus 40 i'm guessing or the cold weather i think that first season the hardest thing for me was the culture shock of being in a high altitude and freezing weather i i had never experienced that in my life and also my body didn't acclimate and I ended up in the ER with yeah, extreme hypoxia. That's right. After two months, I think you said that yep. yeah, you and and they they actually Carlos offered you to go home, but you yep. opted to walk around with an oxygen tank like an old lady. Right. Is this, is this correct? <laughs> that's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. I wasn't I didn't want to lose any momentum. And, you know, and they were he was like, girl, you know, if you go home don't worry, we'll send you, you know, back out in a couple months if you want to recover. And I said, no way. Give me the oxygen. I'm sticking with it. Did people think you were doing like an animation bit or like when they saw you? <laughs> no, oh, okay. I think everybody knew exactly. It's pretty common. Okay. There. Okay. No, I didn't. Uh, 
I mean, I don't interview too many that have worked there. I know people love copper and crested, but I, I haven't heard of a, a, of a geo walking around with an oxygen tank because they want it to stay. No, that's a first too. Lots of, <laughs> lots of firsts here, listeners. Wow. Okay. So did you, and how about acclimating to the seven day a week thing? Is that okay for you? Um, yeah, that didn't really bother me so much. I mean, you know, this first two months I was operating on like 30% less oxygen than my body needed. So I was wearing down, but the second I got my oxygen back up, I was great. I was good to go. Now, did you, did you give yourself a nickname while you were there or did your badge say Ouija? It said Ouija. It's kind of hard to beat that. And, how many, and so how many times a day did GMs uh, ask you about your name? I mean, I would imagine a lot, but I don't remember it actually being too crazy. If anything, I think being around a lot of French people, I have that have a better chance of it being pronounced right than around Americans. <laughs> were there a lot of French that went to copper that, that year? There were. We had a lot of French and a lot of uh, Brazilian people, I remember. They loved oh, really? to come up and, yeah, ski. Yeah, in Portuguese, yeah. And we're working your first uh, Christmas and New Year's there. Was that was that rough at all? Or was it like, ah, it's just like any other holiday? It was fun. It was great. I loved it. I loved the atmosphere. I loved the, the GMs. I loved the geos. And it was just so much fun. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> so working either of those days, like, I don't know, did you have to, like, while the guests were eating, were you putting gifts in their room? Like, Because that's a pretty crazy night, right? Because... Some some resorts, you have to put the presents in all the GM rooms while they're eating, and then you have to run backstage, have a sandwich, get ready for the show, and then repeat the same thing on New Year. So did you find that a lot, or it was it was fine? Oh, wow. I don't remember that we put Christmas. Oh, no, not, not, not everyone did, no. I was just curious yeah. if, if you had to do that in copper. Yeah, I know. So um, I do remember the holidays were very, very trying, and it was actually New Year's Eve that I collapsed. <laughs> oh, really? From <laughs> exhaustion? Yeah, from the the hypoxia. And mm. that at that time, I didn't even know it. And I didn't even drink that night. But I went to bed by like 10pm. I was just so tired. And the next morning, I couldn't even get out of bed. And that's oh, wow. when I ended up at, yeah, going to the, the little uh, ER right around the corner. <laughs> okay. And after you got after you got better, did you like did you know how to ski or snowboard or did you or did you learn that there? I had no idea how to, but uh, I ended up meeting a boyfriend who was a ski instructor, and he ended up teaching me. <laughs> okay, that's good. That, that yeah. helps, right? It's a, it's a two for one. We call it two for yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. And oh. I especially loved it once uh, it was springtime and everything started warming up and I was able to ski and just a t-shirt and sweatpants. That was so beautiful. And, and your bikini? Yeah. Oh, so the bikini that happened right in the dead of winter. Okay. And that was, <laughs> <laughs> and that was um, taken by, I forgot his name, but we had a photographer, uh, you know, on site at the club. And he, he braved the cold and went up to a mountain top with me and I undressed very quickly. We took oh, this uh, picture. Uh, but hold, hold up. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brave. Yeah. Brave. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> Has to take a picture of a beautiful woman in her bikini. Yeah. Yeah. My heart goes out to him. Oh, what a hero. Yeah. Anywho. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about listeners when you see the photo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's no no exertion on the photographer's part, okay? You were the one in the cold. <laughs> it was cold too. I remember. I mean, I remember that it was actually really hard to look at ease and smiling because it was well, cold. you kept you you did the smart thing. You kept your your boots on because you know, a few times in Montreal yeah. I, I did I did pictures like that, but fully like barefoot, and that's a mistake. Never go barefoot on the snow for too long. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so you were smart. You kept the boots. Now, now, do you have any, did anything besides your hypoxia, which is not funny, did anything funny happen or unusual in your first season? Do you remember or something that? Gosh, I can't. I mean, it's okay. It's okay if it happens in another season. I just don't want to forget <laughs> yeah, anything about your first season. Anything. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything funny. I don't think so. I mean, we had okay, a great good. season. We had a great team. A lot of of famous people I worked oh, with that first oh, season. Like who? Like who? Well, just just meaning, you know, famous within the club. Yeah, like yeah. Carlos like who? Castro, you know, and like Joey Templin. 
and you know just just uh just a really great group of people uh many people remember stinky and chantal you know i worked with them and that you know it, it was just it was just a great great first season with a great crew that i'm still friends with many of the people from that season as well oh really yeah oh that's great yeah thank goodness for facebook <laughs> yeah so i guess you were helping out with joey with like you approached him and you like you asked him if he needed any help with the show so did he take you up right. on that offer at all yeah absolutely we ended up having a lot of fun and ultimately because i was working so much on the shows they ended up transitioning me you know towards the end of the season to full-time assistant choreographer and running the the warm-ups Ooh, do you remember the the names of the shows that you did and uh, oh my gosh we did you know tina turner i can't remember the names of the shows but i remember yeah. the, the okay the, the actual numbers for sure but you know we did love is in the air barry manilow we did tina turner we did oh my gosh so many i would have to look back and my mom said she even has videos okay oh great <laughs> so so what happens at the end so at the end of copper you know they ask you i guess they give you a dream sheet hey ouija okay. where'd you like to go now you you end up back in Sandpiper, but I guess your request for choreographer hadn't come through yet. They told you do another season. Like I, I'm assuming you, yeah. didn't, you, you didn't request Sandpiper, right? Yeah, no, I did not request Sandpiper, okay. especially given that I my family lives there, and you know, just it, I I was very familiar with Florida. Of course, I wanted to go somewhere more exotic, but at the same time, my boyfriend Gio and I were asking to travel together. So that kind of, I think, made it a little bit more slimmer pickings because they had to find a village where they needed us both. And, you know, and they wanted to, yeah, give me a little bit more time before they were going to put me up for the stage. And now you land as fitness. So you're doing power walks, water aerobics, rollerblading step. You're mm-hmm. doing all that, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he was water ski, your boyfriend. Yep, he was oh. water ski. That's right. All right. <laughs> now, who's the? This is '97, I guess. We're now. Who's who's the chief of village at Sandpiper in '97? This was Greg. Was Greg, Greg Snyder. Snyder, that's correct. Okay, I keep forgetting to ask this question about Sandpiper. So uh, let me ask you, since you saw the recent news, are you probably sad about that it was sold? I'm guessing, right? The, of the resort course. of Club Med Sandpiper. Uh, of course, because you know that means we literally have nothing in America anymore that's true right yeah i yeah. haven't thought of it like that but you but, are you know, getting a ski one in utah though i'm hearing like they are yeah, that's building cool. but right yeah. now yeah you're right that would be the last one yeah that was kind of a shock too i mean i never worked there i only visited there but lots of geos are getting sad about that one that's for sure yeah and i mean it was a beautiful beautiful resort um a little bit different from many of the other villages worldwide because it was very much part of the port port st lucie community we had a lot of the people who lived in the neighborhood who'd actually come to the club regularly, but yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful village. Okay. Now, did you like doing land sports? Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. I really liked doing the aerobics. That was definitely up my alley, but again, I knew what I was headed for. <laughs> okay. So how did you deal with, while you were an assistant choreographer and all that, how, how do you deal with geos like me that either pretended he didn't know how to dance or couldn't dance? Like, did they immediately go back to the back curtain, the, back, the last row? Uh, is that what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I mean, got know, it. Okay. The, the geos, you know, ultimately will place themselves, you know. You know the ones who are, are happy to be in the front and capable of, of helping lead others. And then, you know, the ones who are just like, okay, I know I got to do this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, and that's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll show up. I'll take my lumps. You know, I'll do a pas de bourre here. I'll pivot here. Okay. Right. And that'll be enough. I won't put any more effort into it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, got it. Here comes an embarrassing part of your story, which, you know, when talking, this is why I insist on talking to people before we interview, <laughs> because you were promoted to choreographer and now you have to do a stage. The stage Makes you go to three different villages, Paradise Island, Columbus Isle, and Eleuthera, correct? Mm-hmm. That's well, correct. While you're doing the Columbus Isle portion of your stage, uh, I realized, oh, wait a minute, I was there. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember exactly the uh, certain people in your 
choreographer stage, but for some reason, you we we don't remember each other. So could it be we're not as That's memorable it. as we as we think we are? <laughs> <laughs> I can say for my part, I'm not okay. But um, <laughs> but yeah, this is really bothering me uh, because the same thing I, I explained to you happened with Kendra. Kendra was there for three months, and actually yeah. around the same time, I think, and we don't recall each other. But I do remember your stage because of Jen. It's not often that was the first time ever in Club Med, uh, the only time that. All these people came. You were about, uh, was there 10 of you? Do you recall? Like oh, how many gosh, no. It was a very small group. I think it okay. was one, two, three, maybe five of us. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I noticed they sent you to the three three resorts in the Bahamas. Was there any reason for that? Um, Probably. I'm assuming because I, well, I was based in Sandpiper right before that. Probably because they were near each other and easy to jump to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's what I would think. You know, they were they were easy to get from one island to the next. How, how long did the stash? How long did this stash take? Uh, Gosh, was it what, one long, month? One month? No, or? it was longer than that. It was a few oh. months. It oh, was okay. like, yeah, it was probably. I Jen could probably can't confirm this, but it was probably. Gosh, four months or something. Oh, really? Good yeah. Lord. Okay. And yeah, because they had us, you know, they had us doing, preparing shows at a specific village, but also traveling at the same time. So it was, it was, it was, it was intensive. Did you have to do any of the arrivals and departures and all that stuff or just? No, we oh, were, we, awesome. yeah, it really took up all our time. It really did. Like when I say it was intensive, it really was. We worked all the time. They even had us do like team building exercises where we'd go out into like the the forest or jungle and wrap our eyes like, you know, with masks and have to trust each other to lead each other through the forest. It was, really? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just assume you're on stage <laughs> the whole time. No, we actually did like team building exercises because they were preparing us to, to, uh, you know, lead the whole entertainment department. And it was, I mean, it was great training. It was wonderful. Hand in hand with the choreographer of the village. So was there of the three paradise Columbus or Eleuthera, was there one that stood out one choreographer that stood out to you the most? Actually not in those three, but in Sandpiper. Definitely. Who was, who was it in, who was it in Sandpiper? It was low Laurent who, Olivier. Low? Yep. Oh, okay. Now you saying that's the first show you choreographed for was Sandpiper. Was Alice in Wonderland in uh, yeah. Through the Looking Glass and Sandpiper? That's correct. Now was that something you? So how did I guess it worked? Did the the, the Paris office uh, hand out videotapes to you choreographers and you studied the show? Is that how or how or how did that um, work? Or you made no, this they all on your own? They gave us a budget and you know a timetable of how long we had to do the show. And we had to uh, plan everything from the stage set to, to lighting, to sound, everything. And we had quite an intricate budget. But who comes, up, we, who comes up with the dance moves for Alice in Wonderland is what, is what I mean. Like, Oh, I do. Oh, you do. Okay. <laughs> you had to do it. Okay. Yeah. Who gives you the music? I came up with the whole, whole music. Really? Okay. Yes. Please say, your, please, please say your mom videotaped this one too. Okay. Yes, I believe okay, she good. has that okay. one. And I'd like to note that what they also did with our first shows is they paired us up. So I was paired with Lauren Yonke. And I don't remember who Jen was paired up with, but we had to make these decisions all together. And the budget that we were given, we also had to use that running the entertainment department for a few months as practice for our first villages. Okay. Wow. This is uh this is pretty interesting. Yeah. Let's just get back to the three villages one second. So which one did you find more beautiful? Paradise, Columbus, or Eleuthera? Oh wow, that's hard. I'll, I'll uh, give you an easy one. Which which yeah. geo rooms were better? Uh, <laughs> uh gosh, probably Columbus, Columbus Isle. Yeah. yeah. Well Columbus stay. is just the most beautiful. Yeah. Of the three, as far as class and elegance, Columbus for sure. But yes. as far as character and just 
strong vibes i would say paradise island for sure did you ever see a ghost in paradise island i certainly tried but no i didn't see one okay (laughs) wasn't there one supposed to be hanging around the pool some some old lady hanging around the pool i think yeah well it was the story that that woman had lived there right do you remember the story well yeah but but yeah let's just say for people who haven't been there that's the most bizarre village because on one Uh side of the path you have the club and the other you have private homes right yeah Yet, yet they come through club med's entrance so it's a really bizarre setup but yeah i've heard that i've heard that story do you do you, re, do you recall the uh, the exact story well yeah so i believe it was the the story that i remember is that the woman who owned the property before club med had bought it was a very wealthy woman who had lost many husbands but the rumor is she's the one who had had killed them and the rumor also was that they had been buried all, all over the property <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I remember during my stage there, you know, after having a few drinks one night at the club, you know, going out with geos and trying to see if we could find ghosts. <laughs> okay. But, but you honestly, you did, you did not see one, right? I didn't see any, but I will tell you that, 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 that property was so, it was old. There were a lot of older buildings that had been on there since I believe, you know, before the club had built. And so it was very eerie and it definitely had that, that spooky vibe late at night. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a rapid fire question. Favorite crazy sign or top three crazy signs. Do you have one? Hands up for sure. What? Nothing, okay. nothing like the classic. Nothing okay. Like the classic. All right. All right. Yeah. Do you like any and of that? I don't know. Move? I mean, other you, ones? Oh, so go ahead. Yeah. Do you like Muevolo or anything like that? Um, Gosh, I mean, I like Danza Gaduro. I like, which other ones do I like? Uh, I don't know. I like them all. But I, I really love Hands Up because I feel like it, it really encompasses what the club is all about. Okay. Now I'm told you didn't have a nickname in Club Med, but I'm wondering why outside of Club Med you did. So I'm wondering why you didn't put on your badge Weegisaurus Rex or Weegenheimer Schmidt. And if you could explain why you're called Weegisaurus Rex or Weegenheimer Schmidt, please. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I got those nicknames after the club, actually. So that's probably why they weren't on my. Oh, uh, okay. I see. Yeah, Jax, I was quite young when I was with the club, but uh, they were just nicknames that have come up over the years. Actually, I was living with some roommates at the time and we were discussing nicknames and I was kind of like, man, like, I wish I had a nickname, you know, everybody's like, but you can't, your name's Ouija. Like it just doesn't get better. Like how do you give Ouija a nickname? And then that's when these were born. It was like, well, you could be Ouijasaurus Rex. (laughs) You could be Ouijenheimer Schmidt. Your name is my name too. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they stuck and they've stayed for years. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of long to put on a, a badge though, anyway. So yeah, Ouija's yeah. perfect, right? Yeah. Did, did you meet any celebrities in any resort that you worked in? Uh, you know, no, no major, major celebrities stand out. Okay. However, I do remember Scott Bakula being at Copper Mountain. And I was a huge fan of Quantum Leap. So that was a big deal for me. Well, once you meet Millie, Millie Vanilli, it's all downhill from there, right? Exactly. For celebrity sightings. Okay. How do you compete? How do you compete? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> now, was was Sandpiper your last resort that you worked at? Because you yeah, say you worked from 96 I, to 98. So was yeah. that your last official season was Sandpiper? I would say that would be my last official season, but oh. you know, before my stage. Yes. For your stage. And uh, after your, after your stage, I mean, did that, is that okay. So once you do your stage, they assign you the resort, no? Mm -hmm. Yes. They were going to assign me a resort and me and that boyfriend that I had found in in Copper Mountain, he uh, talked me into going up to New York. Oh boy. And that is where I traveled. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. All right. Yeah. Hey, we've all done it. Okay. I've done it. I did it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Young love. What can I say? That's right. eh? Yep. You got to follow your heart sometimes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, you know, uh, looking back, I do wish that I had stayed longer with the club, no doubt. But 
but it's life. And, you know, in New York, I was able to continue a professional dance career there and continue uh, sharpening my skills. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. Now, besides Carlos Castro, were there any other geos or chief of villages chief of service that you enjoyed working with like anyone you want to shout out yes yeah, so many i mean of course i love joey templin so mm -hmm. much he was such a great friend and support when i was was in the club also uh steve riley love him so much i knew him then and we've stayed really great friends for years also ga everybody loves ga and knows ga yes. and and uh, she was there at Copper with me my first season. So, you know, great person to have really usher me into the Club Med lifestyle. And who else? My gosh. There were a few others. JP DeLay was a very good friend of mine during uh, my seasons with Club Med. And, uh, you know, since then, I've gone to the reunions and met so many more. more yes. When you were a GM at 95, did you meet any of the geos that you were there as a guest and, and found in a club? Did it, did, you did... know, I don't, I didn't see any of those geos. Okay. Do you remember Oddly who the chief enough, was at 95 in Cancun? I don't remember okay. that. <laughs> I, do, I do remember though. I do remember one geo and I was always, always wondered what happened to him. And he went by Flash Gordon. So, hey, if anybody knows who Flash Gordon is, let me know, because I always wondered what happened to him. That's a cool name. Yeah, he was just a really great guy, and he was a great geo, and probably one of the reasons that I felt so inspired to become one. Do you, what are the three things you miss the most about Club Med, if you... Oh, my God. In any order, doesn't matter the order, but... Well, I would say, first and foremost, the people just you know all the great people you meet within the club because it certainly attracts a very special type of person and i think that's why we have our soul family so i miss the people on a day-to-day -day basis so so much i miss the energy the energy of the club the the lightheartedness the fun vibe the the laughs and of course the travel yes Exactly. That's exactly right. That's yeah. uh, that's that would be my choices too. But also, I would I would throw lunch in there if I was allowed a fourth one. Lunch. <laughs> yeah, the food is definitely. Well, where where else do you get a hot lunch anymore? I know I I never eat a hot lunch anymore. <laughs> like really? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but but really, it's the people. You know, the people are what make the club. And you know, going back recently, you know, I've been a couple times within the past year and. Just to see the whole new generation. Yes. You were at the last one in May, correct? The Forever yes. Forever Geo one, correct? Yeah, yeah. You have some fun. Oh my gosh, it was it was so much fun. Uh, that was in Turks, and it was just I got to see friends that I had recently seen last year at another reunion, as well as new friends that I hadn't met. And I suggest if anybody can make it, you should definitely go because there's just yes. nothing like hanging with your Club Med Soul family. Nothing yeah. like it. There's so much better going back as a guest and not someone who has to work there. <laughs> I, 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 so I, I went to two reunions and that was the first thing. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> In the last one, uh, the fitness guy, I was chilling by the pool and he was starting the aqua robots and he was saying, come on, come on. And I said, no, my friend, I'm just going to have fun watching you do it. <laughs> exactly and you wait till he gets in and another then you drink please yes which, which you have to do to these when you guys when you go to a reunion hand the fitness geo at 11 30 a beer and make him chug it okay they love it they love it okay oh, so funny. <laughs> now i see after club med you became a professional cheerleader for the orlando predators which is an arena yes. football team correct that's correct how, yeah. do you, how does how does one do that how do you get that well, you know, I, I, like I said, I continued dancing, of course, when I left the club. I was up in New York for, for a couple years and danced professionally in New York City. And then um, I knew that I wanted to move to L.A. So my plan was to go down to Orlando, where my family was, for, you know, like six months, save some money, and then move on out to L.A. So I went down there, and it was right around that time that they were looking to add to their, their, their team and uh, I went to the auditions. I think they had 800 people audition or something crazy like that. And they were only looking for like four spots. And I made it. Wow. That's pretty incredible. 
And, uh, and how did Orlando do that year? Oh, it was they, they were great. I believe we were, we were at the top of our game. Oh, that. nice. I was yeah. trying to figure out if you were doing that while Kurt Warner, but Kurt Warner uh, was in arena football like before before 2000. So that's why I asked you what what, uh, okay. what year I was trying to figure out. But uh, you were after, uh, of course, Kurt Warner won the Super Bowl in 2000. So <laughs> he wasn't playing yeah. arena football then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was a, good. Yeah. No, I was just curious if you wanted to talk about your, your current career in, <laughs> yeah. uh, in California. Yes, I would love it. Well, you know, I'll... I'll kind of skip through the story real quick I ended up in in um in Los Angeles and for years I actually did some acting work you know some things that y'all might recognize really and like then, what whoa whoa, whoa hold uh, on now uh, you don't stuff, get off that easy stuff. like what 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 I mean like what have I seen you in a tv show or anything well I mean yeah I've done just like a few little things okay. I've been on Grey's Anatomy a couple times really so. were you there yeah. with McSteamy or McDreamy or McCreamy <laughs> no, I can't which I one were you <laughs> Okay. I didn't, I, I didn't oh, okay. get to interact with them, okay. but, um, but yeah, no, I, I, you know, acting wasn't really, I, I did a little bit of it. I dabbled in it, but my heart wasn't really in it. So it's not something that I really took super seriously. Anything I got was by pure luck. I just kind of fell into it and, and you know, had a lot of fun doing it. But uh, then, um, yeah, I, I realized that uh, really natural medicine was my calling. And I started working in, you know, natural herbal plant medicine first and was working for Whole Foods in the whole body section. And this was years ago. And and then I ultimately got into cannabis. And that is what I do now. Yeah. Legal cannabis sales and distribution, right? Yes. Yes. When when did it become legal in California? I can never remember. Oh gosh, it's been it's been since twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Or twenty 18 at the latest. I can't even remember. My gosh, I've been doing it for almost 10 years now. And yeah, it's just, it's a very rewarding job. You know, this is, this is plant medicine that's helping so many people. And I'm just so glad to see um, laws and ideas and misunderstandings about it change. Well, let's keep the rewarding portion going of this story, because I also find interesting that on October 22nd, Saturday, you'll be hiking, walking, running a half marathon, okay, in Napa, yeah. Val- Napa Valley for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, correct? Yes, that's correct. And also, you're running with a lot of uh, XGOs, right? That's absolutely correct. It's like Tracy Nathan is the uh, the organizer of this, and uh, Steve Riley, who you mentioned, will also be yeah. as part of your team, right? That's right. Steve is going to be there. We've got a few others. We've got Alfredo Ramirez, Nikki Brockhart, Gary, Gary Sirota, uh-huh. Jane Miller Smith, Stacey Torcos, Nikki Brockhart, Nancy Reyes Fusca. Wow. So these and are, Sam. yeah. Sam yeah. And Sam. Yeah. This is incredible. I'm also going to put the link in your episode description, but you could, uh, everyone, you can donate. Okay. Uh, money, which is also obviously going to go to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So mm-hmm. we'll put, we'll put the link in there because these funds will help find cures and ensure access to treatments for blood cancer patients. And I'd like to ask you, how's your training going? Are you ready for this, uh, Ouija? What's going on? It's going good. You know, I've been, I've been running daily and, you know, I mean, I look at Gary and he's over there already doing six miles in 30 minutes. Really? (laughs) Yes. Gary's going for the course record. I see. eh? He is. I'm not doing that. Okay. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm I'm planning I'm planning on doing the third it's a half marathon. It's 13 miles. So my plan is to get it done in three hours and be at that that bar having a glass of wine before happy hour. Okay. No, that's uh, no, that's <laughs> no, that's that's doable. Yeah, I've 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 ran half. So if you're doing a combo running, hiking, walk, yeah, that's that's a that's a doable time for sure. Yeah. We'll have you. We'll we'll have, we might have you drinking before that. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I might surprise myself. And is uh, Napa Valley State Park in Northern California as beautiful as I think it is? I'm assuming so. I've never yeah. actually been to that state park. Um, okay. You know, I'm in SoCal, but I do go up there a lot for work, and it's absolutely gorgeous. The land around Napa, and uh, I can't wait to see it. I think oh, it's going to be incredible. a beautiful, beautiful hike, run, walk, skip. Whatever you want to. We'll, we'll keep checking. We'll keep checking in on on you for the training portion. Okay, make sure, <laughs> okay. Make sure you're, st- you're staying honest. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. I'll be your virtual coach. Okay. 
Yay. <laughs> you, got time, you got any time for, for some rapid fire club med questions? Sure. Did you ever have a favorite, a favorite dumb question from a GM? Like, like when's it going to stop raining or when's it going to stop snowing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing like that stands out in my mind. Okay. Honestly. No problem. No, it's it rapid really fire. Doesn't. Favorite yeah. animation passage, Copper did some animator or, you know, or, or yeah, Sandpiper do had... something so dumb that you went, oh, God, that's brilliant. We had a, I had a couple favorite ones. We used to um, do a Titanic stage at the, the front of the restaurant yes. with geos all sitting, sitting at a table, but all on a slant as if okay. they were sinking. Oh, really? <laughs> and they all, they were all blue. With their lips blue, it was a pretty funny. My God, that sounds that sounds like an elaborate uh, entrance to restaurant. It there. was, <laughs> okay. but it was really funny. And then we also used to in the um, restaurant at Sandpiper, we had a huge spider on a string, and we'd put him over the rafters and lower him down onto people's heads while they were eating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then cutlery and plates go flying everywhere, right? Some totally some people different. get really scared by spiders. I'm. I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> it right? is a big funny looking spider <laughs> okay <laughs> now do you this is a dumb question because it keeps happening to me so i want to know if it happens to anyone else are you ready i'm ready uh, okay do you do you keep having the same recurring dream that you're back working at club med or you just don't dream at all or you never have that dream <laughs> yeah i definitely have those dreams really? i think you know, it might be a type a personality kind of dream okay yeah well <laughs> You know, uh, I, I, my memories of Club Med, I was always running, always, because I was, you know, doing multiple roles, always. And uh, yeah, I think it's that, that constant kind of anxiety dream of not being on time, you know, not being on time, waking yes. up late to run the power walk, you know, yes. going up late for the show, stuff like that. Yeah. And you probably, and you probably were never late yet, but in your dream, you are, right? Yeah. I have the same recurring dream. I'm I'm going home for vacation or what, and I forget my passport in my safe, and I have to go back an hour to the resort. <laughs> this never happened to me yet. I keep having the yeah. same damn dream, but it must be like you say, type A, and we're the type uh -huh. of people who could be the best geo in the in the village. Yet we're we're the first ones we think are going to get fired, right? Like exactly, <laughs> even and though again, we're doing three jobs, right? That keeps you on time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's well, right. I, well, as I learned in Club Med, if you're on time, you're actually late. And I've taken that like through my through my life, you know, like because mm -hmm. no, 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 no. You get there 15 minutes before you set up and then you open at three. That, now you're now you're on time, you know, but if you show up I'm at three. Very much yeah. that kind of person. And, you know, it's funny in my current industry, I don't run across a lot of people like me, <laughs> you know. Me too. I, oh, wow. Very type okay. A personality. And, you know, coming from being a GO where everything is very high energy, very go, 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 uh, the cannabis people aren't necessarily that all the time. <laughs> we, we sound like we're, we're two peas in a pod, Ouija, and it's even more distressing that we don't remember each other from That's Columbus. Funny. Okay. <laughs> well, we were probably on the go too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's true. <laughs> Oh God, we probably crossed paths in the restaurant. Oh, this is uh wish wish we I'm could take sure we did photos of everything. Okay. <laughs> Maybe when we see each other at a reunion, the bell will will No, I, no, I've I've seen I've seen a lot of your photos. Not not that I'm lurking or stalking you, but you right. know, it's just research. <laughs> we'll call it and research. You're like, Nothing. Okay. I'm, no, if you had a photo of your stage, because like I said, I know I know I know Jen because I worked with her in Columbus before. So and I, yeah. I, I and I recall one of the choreographers uh, helping me because we had to do a move on stage where I don't know how to describe it. It's like you, um, you're you're moving your hips in, in a sexy way, kind of like in a circle. Uh -huh. So we're, we're going to the right. I couldn't. I I mean, no, I can only do it to the right. And the choreographer said you have to go to the left, and I couldn't do it from the left. And that guy, a very nice guy, says, "Look, look, I I'll do it to the right. Everyone, well, okay, Greg, it's okay. That's we'll do it to the right." Hilarious. So he, he, I couldn't do. I couldn't go left. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God. So they changed the whole choreography. Yes. So my, my, my sexy well, hips was, only go one way. My sexy hips only go to the, to the right. Okay. I, I'm not talented. Okay. And then when y'all did the show, did you do it to the left? No, no, no. He, he set the tone. He goes, look, I can do it any which way. Okay. So we'll, I'll, I'll do it to the right. I'll, I'll match you, Greg. So I was very, very kind of him. Okay. Very cool.
very cool. Am I forgetting to ask? I don't want to let you go if, if I forgot to ask you something. So is there anything you wanted to say or I forgot to ask you or mention someone like so like now now is the time because you've been so kind with your time and sharing your story with us here today Uh, i I don't want to forget anything you know but if if you yeah i don't i don't think so i mean i I definitely want to thank you for for doing all of this um it's a pleasure to hear all the different interviews with the people i know hear about people that i haven't met and um i just really appreciate you putting your time into doing this for the whole soul family. Well, yeah, and exactly. And like I, once I post the link to your, your do, do, donation. So people, if you're looking to get rid of some money, every little bit helps. So yeah, uh, anything. Going to, even, yeah. yeah, even a dollar. And, you know, I have on my, the top of my page and also Tracy Nathan at the top of her page, we have the fundraiser pinned there. So if you know if you're curious to see that link, you can see it on our pages. And as could well. you can you donate anonymously or? Um, yeah, you, you sure oh, okay. can. Okay, you so there you go, people. Any way you want, and you know what I think about with it is, you know, if it weren't for people like us helping out, you know, maybe what we wouldn't have our friend Tracy Nathan around anymore. You know, so this That's is right. like saving lives. I mean, this is this is definitely a worthy cause. Yeah, I did my uh, first season with Tracy. And the and Turks in '94, yeah. So, so yeah. when are, are you coming in the next reunion, Greg? Uh, yeah, if, yeah. As soon as I stop working for a school and go by the academic calendar, yeah. Because oh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I work for a university and follow the academic calendar. Yeah, so that's May right, that's May right. is the start of our academic year. But uh, I I've been to two and I love them a lot. I went to two in Cancun in 2008 and 2010. And yes, uh, I know I have to get back out there. I know. I, I can't know, I know. wait. I hope I hope we get to see each other. Well, around. you you saved me a dance, uh, Ouija Whitmore. But I'm um I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a good dancer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll help you. You're going to have these size 13 feet all over yours. And I'll remember that we only swivel our hips to the right. <laughs> Thank you. <Okay. laughs> well, this has been so awesome. Uh, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did with the one, the only uh, Ouija Whitmore. And thanks again, eh, Ouija, for taking the time. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. We're going to say goodbye now, people. Say bye, Ouija. Bye, y'all. Bye.